it's Sierra LeBec, and you're watching The Jeremy White Show. An all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Our next guest is a pretty popular guitarist you may have seen on Instagram and on social media. She's got her debut single out now called Get Off My Stage. Available now wherever you get your music. We're going to talk all about recording it, writing it, and working with one of the greatest guitar players of all time, let's be honest here. Uh, welcome to the show. For the first time, the one, the only... Sierra Levesque, how you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, we've connected on Instagram. I see you all the time, like just shredding and ripping on guitar, and it's it's cool to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. I definitely started building up my social media throughout COVID when there was not much to do. I started posting guitar videos, singing videos, and it really just started growing. And I love covering all different bands, but mostly rock for sure. Yeah. I, so was rock music sort of the, the music in the house growing up? Yes. My dad grew up listening to um, Black Sabbath, Guns N' Roses. So I grew up listening to that as well. And as a little girl, I would actually fall asleep in the car to all those bands. So I, I like to say that it's kind of in my blood. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing for me, like growing up, like getting driven to school by my mom. Like she'd have like her old school jams CD with like, you know, finally it's happened like all that and then it would be like you know van halen would come on so like for yeah. me like it wasn't always just the rock it was like it was everything and i think that's where my my love for music came from like but it always comes from the parents right yep for sure and i'm actually lucky to have three parents my dad mom and stepmom and they're all so supportive so i have kind of three different music things feeding into me my dad's more rock my stepmom's definitely a lot of 90s like rap and pop and then my mom's the all, all the boy bands <laughs> so nice new kids on the block so i have kind of a, a wide range going into my head <laughs> honestly that sounds like my ipod i'll go from you know new kids on the block to, to def leppard you know <laughs> Yep, it's definitely fun to listen to all different things. Well, you know what? It's funny you talk about those 90s rap artists. I mean, like, so many of them were influenced by, like, the 80s rock. You listen to, like, Tone Loke and, like, all those, like, they'd sample Van Halen, like, you know, like, Jamie's Crying and all those things. And or Aerosmith, yes. Walk This Way. I know. That's so cool. So I'm definitely glad to have a, a large variety of inspiration. So uh, how old are you, by the way? I'm 18. 18. Cool. So I just thought, like, you graduated high school and, like... Were you kind of yeah. like the outcast in school? Like you were the the rocker chick playing guitar and everybody like Justin Bieber? Kind of. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, in high school, I, I didn't really have too many friends, uh, only a few. And most of the days I would just walk around the halls listening to my music really loud in my headphones. But I did have quite good grades. So that also kind of set me apart because usually people like assume if you're into music for some reason that you're more artsy rather than focus on grades, which is really untrue. Yeah. So that's. That was definitely strange as well. People, I was kind of outcasted for both the music thing and the grades thing. But you know what? I got through it and I've written a lot of great songs because of that. So it was definitely kind of the usual high school experience, but I'm glad to be out. Yeah. And you know what? It's contrary to popular belief. Musicians are pretty freaking smart. I know. And it's a strange stereotype because, yeah, people don't expect it. So that was definitely cool. But I, I, I'm just glad it's done. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Like, where are you from? And I know you're in Canada, but are you, are you in Ottawa? 
No, I'm from a small town called Pembroke, which is about okay. an hour and a half north of Ottawa. Okay. So, yep, just a small town, about 15,000 population here. And then in the surrounding areas, I would say mostly 100,000 would be the biggest number. But yeah, yeah, just a small little town. And I went to a Catholic high school, so wasn't allowed to wear my some of my controversial rock shirts, unfortunately. <laughs> but, <laughs> again, Walking around I- your Catholic school with a pentagram on your shirt, like... <laughs> take that yeah. miss nun <laughs> yeah definitely a lot of my ghost shirts uh i wasn't able to wear but you know what now now i'm able to wear them all so that's great yeah what you uh, so how old were you when you started to discover your love for music I mean, when did you start playing guitar well, I started playing guitar when I was 12, but my whole love for music actually started when I was three. My parents, I was driving around in a car with my parents. Well, I wasn't driving. My parents were driving right. and heard me singing along to an Avril Lavigne song, Innocent. And they thought, wow, like, how does she already know the words? That's strange. So after that, they put me into musical theater. I was in a lot oh. of plays. I was actually Annie and Annie. That was my biggest one. Which Look was at fun. you. You were Annie. <laughs> I was Annie. I had the red hair. I had all of it. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, um, I did that. And then around the age of seven, I started taking singing and piano lessons and writing songs. And from there, I just kept getting more and more. So guitar at 12 drums actually a little bit earlier than that at 10 they thought maybe if they introduced the rhythm side before guitar that i'd be even better so that worked out and then bass right after guitar so it's been a fun journey and ever since the age of seven i've been performing live so it's about 11 years now talk a little bit about that i mean like a lot of my famous musicians that i've had on the show a lot of them are self-taught but you you went for actual lessons did you find the lessons beneficial to you Yes, I did for sure. And I've I've had the great opportunity of having so many amazing teachers from all different areas of the music industry, locations. It's been really great. I've had quite a few teachers who have really, really inspired me. And a lot of the stuff that I learned has varied from teacher to teacher. So I learned one great aspect from one, one from another, and especially with the guitar teachers. My first guitar teacher, he was a local musician, but he was kind of the messiah of the local music area. So that was awesome. He would take me to all the local gigs. And then he unfortunately passed away from brain cancer when COVID started up. And that's when I was able to connect with Bumblefoot and start taking lessons online with him. And so just amazing opportunity there. And it's been really great. Yeah. And having somebody like Bumblefoot in your corner, I mean, like it, it, kind of goes a long way right especially having a talent like that like to give you the insides of like no you should try it this way try it that way was that sort of the process in working on this new song with the by the way we're talking to sierra levesque get off my stage available now wherever you get your music that was produced by bumblefoot uh formerly of guns and roses asia sons of apollo of course uh, what was it like working with him and uh, you know what was his reaction when he said can you produce this for me well, um, it's been great. I, I would say about maybe a year and a half into the guitar lessons is when I start asking him about producing. And um, we did a few of my songs before that. I actually have 17 songs fully recorded and done. So there's wow. lots more, yeah, lots more music to come. But we started with a few others. And then I started writing this song throughout COVID, especially um, whenever Machine Gun Kelly was really in the news, because that's actually what this song is about. It's kind of a funny story. Um, whenever all that was happening and he did the rap battle with Eminem, uh, it was yeah, kind they were of beefing like, online forever. And then all of a yes. sudden, like, 
all of a sudden Machine Gun Kelly comes out. He's a he's a punk pop artist. I'm like, what's going on here? I know that was exactly the inspiration. And then even when he was dissing Corey Taylor, I thought, you know what? No one, especially no one from the rock industry and no girl, female rocker, has come out and really got him back. So I thought, you know what? This is the time. Get off my stage. So the song from the beginning was kind of controversial. So when I started writing it and showing it to Bumblefoot, he was a little iffy. You know, he doesn't really want to diss <laughs> people, but it's all fun and games, too. So he understood yeah. the concept. And when I asked him to produce it, he was happy to, just like all my other songs. And we work on it through Zoom just like this. So it's definitely been a great process and really appreciate having his name to mention. Yeah. Uh, talk about the writing process a little bit. Is it you just sitting on your bed with the guitar and like churning out some lyrics or is it melody first and lyric? Like what's your process like? Pretty much started with exactly the sitting on the bed thing. I'm pretty sure I was on my bed in my my mom's house and I came up with the little riff at the beginning, which is it keeps repeating in the song. And that was kind of a result of me listening to, I think, the Go-Go's a lot because they have a few songs that have little riffs like that. Yeah, so like I, we got the beat. It's got that yeah, sort of driving yeah, going up the scale. I kinda, took the inspiration from that and um, then from there the chords and I knew that, that I wanted to have a lot of different things to mention in the song based on what was going on so if you listen to every single verse there's like a new thing that I mentioned related to him and um, the radio edit actually that's going to be played in radio only has two verses but then the main edit on streaming has three so you kind of get a little extra clip if you listen to the streaming version and yeah I just really tried to focus on a lot of the main things that were in the press at the time I talk about so many things talk about the thing with Eminem talk about the thing with Travis Barker talk about I have a lot of name drops in this song on purpose and it was just really fun to write because I had never written anything like that kind of angsty and directly towards someone so it was a fun experience and now I kind of know how to write a diss song so maybe, <laughs> maybe that will help <laughs> you know everybody's gonna have a good diss song in their in their discography right come on for sure you know what and I thought I'll just start out with this one as my debut release come out with a bang and after this I promise there's not gonna be another diss song right after so that's yeah. good People definitely like you're gonna be like, oh god, you know, Sierra's the the diss song girl. No, <laughs> this is just my main one. I thought, you know what? Now's the time, especially since he's still releasing stuff, and you never know when he's gonna fully go back to rap. So I'm just doing it now, and uh, from now on, there's much more to come as well. Yeah, well, we got to get we got to get MGK to hear the song because that's, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I, I know I I've tagged him so much, and I believe his guitar player Sophie she actually saw my message where I sent her the song. Oh, so sweet. I don't know. I sent her a message and I said, "Hey, um, I think you should listen to this dot 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 with like some rock emojis," and I, she left me on red. So you know what? You never know. Maybe someone ended up hearing it. That's the goal. But I think in the end, he might even just laugh at it. I feel like we might be friends. I feel like, you know, one day we might be able to sit here and laugh about it, which is fun. So MGK, if there's a way for you to listen to the song, please do and get off my stage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, talking about female guitar players, of course, Sophie, just one of the best in the world. Nita Strauss, you got some incredible people online. Uh, who are some of the female guitarists you look up to? Well, I really, really love Nancy Wilson of Heart. I actually had the amazing opportunity to perform with her back in 2022. I performed a few songs with her, and that was just really a dream come true. She's amazing. Love her acoustic work. Just so great. So she's definitely one of the top ones. I also really love Orianthe. She's amazing as well. I yep. actually got to 
perform with her as well at that same event and so nice as well so yeah all, i would say all the ones you mentioned as well nita strauss every single female guitarist i definitely have respect for just because they're all putting themselves out there and really just paving the way for other female musicians like me so yeah. there's so many to look up to but i would say nancy wilson's a top for me and just so many. i mean jennifer batten who played with michael jackson for a period of time she's amazing as well just so many uh, gretchen men wow she's so great and she's yeah. from Zebra she's awesome and very nice so brit lightning she's i have so many i could just go on and on naming amazing female guitarists so People like so lizzie many. hale and like yes. you know, lita ford joan jett like yeah just all the classic ones as well love the runaways so that's also an inspiration but just so many so many amazing ones who have really helped shape my playing as well talking about your playing uh what kind of guitars we got behind you we got some deans is that a flying yes. D behind you yes this is actually the guitar that i started with i'm here at my mom's house today so i don't have my big guitar wall but thought yeah. i'd bring a few just to show you here this is my first guitar that i ever got it's the oh, the um flying v epiphone brendan small signature and i was 12 my parents took me to a guitar store along the McQuaid and they said, look at the wall, which one, which one really grabs your attention? And I point, I say, that one there. and then about a week later, uh, they gave it to me as a gift at one of my musicals that I was doing. So yeah, right after Mary Poppins, I got my flying V. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. I was just going to say like, did you happen to see that on the shelf and you picked it up or did it just surprise you with it? It's cool that you No, Yeah. That. Yep. They told me, you know, what? look at the wall and this one obviously stands out anyways so i just looked and i saw this one i thought wow that's awesome i didn't know anything about guitars at all i just knew that i liked the looks of it and then when i started lessons i realized that it was a bit hard to play flying v sitting down so that's where yeah. i kind of developed my own little style of even when i stand up now i have one of my legs like propped up so that it's slightly more tilted towards me because right. that's what started with so it's been fun and i just really love this one i have i think a few versions of it just in case anything ever happens i didn't want to lose it forever so you, got, yeah. you always got to have the backup you know i know just in case so this is probably my my most story guitar that i have and just really love it really love all epiphone and i'm lucky to have a few great epiphones so it's yeah. a great guitar and when i was just in nashville um this past week i got to visit the gibson garage which was awesome. They took me back to see all the Epiphones and- Did you really meet Jim DeCola while you were there? No, unfortunately I didn't, but I met Cesar, the nice. CEO. He was so nice. And I had a very kind woman named Jordan take me on the tour. So that was awesome. And yeah, I really just love Epiphone and definitely a part of my journey for sure. Well, hey, you know what? Your fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get the Sierra Levesque signature Epiphone at some point in the that future. That would be very cool. And it would definitely probably have either sparkles or a metallic color because I really love colors. If you check out any other of my videos, you'll see my guitar wall there. and. I have a lot of different colors, sparkles, so one day it will probably be a flying V, but definitely it will be flashy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of metal guys, like, they're so used, you know, you got the matte blacks and the stealths, and it's about, come on, like the 80s was all about the color, and like it was awesome. I know, <laughs> yep, for sure, and kind of like all the cool Kramers that they're coming out with now, they have a lot of cool designs and stuff, but yeah. a lot of the cool ones are still like a bit more plain so those are nice as well but i really love like the designs and the colors talk about the recording process a little bit of course you recorded from home over zoom and stuff i mean uh did you record using an amp did you have like the fractal did you go digital 
Yeah, well, I use the PreSonus Quantum um, interface. Cool. So I record all the instruments myself because I'm luckily able to play them. And um, you know what? That really helped because I didn't think growing up that I would ever do anything with the drums. It was more just for me to learn the rhythm. But luckily now it's paid off so that I can do all my own drumming. That's kind of my, I'm not to say my worst instrument, but the instrument that I'm least comfortable with. But it still helps me get through. So I record first usually the rhythm guitars for my songs. And usually use my Fender um, GTR or GTX amp directly into the um, Quantum interface. I also really love using Amplitude. They just have so many different great sounds there. Yeah. Really great. Love yeah, a lot of that stuff sounds really authentic too. I mean, like people like to talk shit about you know modeling amps, but the plugins sound fantastic, and you're not waking up the neighbors. They do, and you can have, like, where you can exactly move the microphone to where you want it. Like, it's really high-tech. It's really cool. So I use that, and then I usually, from there, record the bass, and then I do, um, like, a, a rough singing just so I know where I am. Then I go over to the drums, record the drums, and this is all into my Logic. I use Logic as my... Um, yeah my session thing so then after that finally drums then guitar solo usually and then singing or sometimes singing then guitar solo and once that's all done it's usually around i would say anywhere from 20 to 50 tracks usually i'd like to do a lot i like to have it thick i like to have a lot of different aspects not too busy but just really enjoy having those guitars really thick sounding so then yeah. i send all that through we transfer over to mumblefoot and he gets all the tracks, uploads them into Cubase, which is what he works on. And then we do a Zoom call. Cubase? Oh, my God. What is this, 2003? Yes. We're going to get the man some logic. It sounds really good, though. I mean, he's used it for all his records. A lot of the records he's been on, Art of Anarchy, so many. So it's definitely, it works for him. It sounds really good. And he's showing me how to use it as well. So, yeah, Cubase. Who would know? So yeah, <laughs> Cubase is really cool. And uh, he does everything through there. We do some Zoom calls. He shows me how to do everything. And then it just starts coming together over a few days and usually go through a few different versions, adding things, taking things away. One of the last things that we did on the um, Get Off My Sage song was we added where I say auto-tune in the song. We actually added auto-tune to that word. So it's kind of a little cool thing that sticks right. out. That it's like um, they didn't need no auto tune to come up with a decent tune. You do, and so when I say auto tune, it sounds just like the MGK songs with the auto tune on it. So that was kind of the last little fun production thing. But yeah, it's always great, and he's such an amazing person and producer. So very easy to work with. So you said you got like seventeen songs written. I mean, like, are we gonna eventually get like a full collection? Are you gonna break that into two different records? Yeah, right now the plan is hopefully to do maybe a few more singles just to test out the water and then definitely probably an EP further down the line. I'm just waiting to see how it goes. This first single was kind of a trial just to, you know, figure out how to do everything. I'm doing it fully independent. So it's definitely a big learning journey. But luckily I've had some courses in the past from Berkeley College of Music that have taught me how to do all this, which is great. So yeah. it's definitely uh, just trying to do it on my own, trying to go through the motions. And then from there on, I'll be better, hopefully, for each release. So, yeah, definitely a lot to come. I have almost 18 songs now fully recorded. And I'm working on my 18th. So that's that's a lot of music. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully more coming soon. And I already have a date set in 2024 for my next release in February. So I think that will probably be another single. But 
after that, for sure, some longer length things coming as well. Yeah. And I mean, especially with your social media and following something I mean, like you haven't been approached by like any major record labels like wanting to sign you or like, do you even need that at this point? Not yet. But, you know, I'm I'm really open to anything. I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. Like, like I said, doing everything independent right now, but really hope to for sure be signed with someone in the future. I mean, nowadays you don't really need a record label, but the, the funding and the marketing budgets are definitely a lot better than independent. So it yeah. would definitely be great. But for now, just try and do everything independently to get on the radar and we'll see. Hopefully, maybe soon I'll be able to have the backing of someone for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we got to support our upcoming talent. I mean, especially local and in Canada, there's so many different ways to get the stuff out there. So, yes, um, Sierra Levesque, Get Off My Stage, her latest actually debut single uh, produced by Ron Bubblethal from, you know, Guns N' Roses. Got Sons of Paul. Did he tell you any like cool tales about being in GNR back in the day or? Yeah, for sure. He definitely has some cool stories and it just all of his bands he's been in. There's always been some funny stories, strange stories, just all funny, just yeah. I guess with any band, I mean, I've definitely realized that, you know what, I'm I'm glad I'm doing it solo right now because, you know, sometimes with bands, it's like one person's doing this, one person's doing that. You never really know how to connect. So you got I'm the drummer with the ego and then yeah. uh, it's just. Yep. You never know. So right now I'm definitely glad I'm doing it solo, but hope to have a backing band formed one day soon. So but he's definitely given me so much advice and definitely learned a lot from him about the industry and i'm really grateful for that so when you put your band together is it going to be all women or are we going to like have some dudes in there like what's let's what's like the dream for sierra right now the dream is to be something something possibly similar to the way ghost has it set up not with all the crazy masks and costumes but you know sometimes people aren't able to play in your band for too long they have to leave or maybe someone gets sick so you, you know put them in costume and nobody really the, knows there's the whole thing about oh replacing members and drama i kind of want to make it as simple as possible i mean i would still love to have people have their own identity all that stuff i don't want people to go completely anonymous but it's definitely easier when you don't have to keep sending out press releases and saying that this person's left and they've been replaced all that yeah. you know it it's definitely causes a lot more drama and it happens all the time I know. So I think I kind of want to stay away from that and maybe do something where it's easier to have different people coming in and out. Or if someone wants to try being in the band for a bit to see how it is, they don't have to like send out a whole thing about why they're joining, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. I think you that's, probably, or you know what? You don't announce anything and they just show up on stage. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> <And> probably <laughs> something like that. And right now for me, girls, guys, Either way, I'd be happy. Just people who love the music and want to play the music. I want to make it as as fun as possible. And I don't really want to have my mind set on a specific group of people right now. So I think whoever comes in comes. And I have a few people in mind right now. There's so many great young musicians who I met on uh, social media. So I have kind of a list of yeah. dreams to reach out to <laughs> like, i was just gonna say that like you have such a network at your disposal just like you know being a guitar player on instagram and stuff like i'm sure you could get like some of those people that are big and like you know get like get collaborating together for sure and i've already done a few little collabs on like reels with people and if you start watching the collabs you'll see kind of where my mind is going you'll see oh she did it with this person hmm maybe yeah. that's a so yeah every single person who i usually collaborate with is someone who i'd love to work with someday as well yeah i love that uh talking about lives are, do you got some shows coming up at all 
Yes, I'm actually right now on a mini tour to promote the song. So I just got home from Nashville. My I had six tour dates in total on this tour. So the first one was Syracuse, New York. That was great. Um, just a few weeks ago. Then I had two dates in Nashville, one with a whole bunch of other female musicians and one on my own. Those two went amazing as well. And now that I'm home, I have a date in Ottawa on September 14th at Overflow Brewing Company, where I'm going to be playing a full set of my own music. It's kind of like an indie feature. Nice. And then um, after that, I feel good, by the way, to be playing, you know, like a local pub like that and like playing yes. originals as opposed to just covers. It is because I, I've spent so many years now doing mainly covers and You're that's like, oh, not Wonderwall again. <laughs> it's definitely sometimes after a while, the songs, you don't start hating them, but almost you don't want to ever listen to them again. So some of them is just like over and over, but it's still a great way to get out there. And people, when they hear the song, then they know, oh, she did a good version. So that kind of has helped a lot. But yeah. it's definitely great to be able to do all original and to want to do all original as well, because some people don't want that. So that's great. And then uh, after the Ottawa date, I have two more dates in Armprior, Ontario. And that kind of concludes the mini Get Off My Stage tour. So a lot of live shows, I, I would say since 2019, I've performed per year, I would say around 60 plus shows on average. So wow. I really, I really love performing anywhere I can get. And uh, yeah, it's just been great and really, really love doing it for sure. So as an upcoming artist who's fully independent, you got your debut single out, you got some shows. What's the best way for fans to support you as an artist? I would say the best way is to connect on social media right now. I'm under every single platform on the same username. Sierra Levesque music and also to stream my debut song that would truly truly help it's everywhere on all platforms as you said it's called get off my stage and would just really appreciate anyone sharing it in any way that they can yeah I love that well uh get out there get on that stage get off her stage you don't want any any stage crashers at, at, the, <laughs> at the brewery you know <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> You know, uh, man, there's been so many like people like throwing shit at artists these days and stuff. It's like, it's so ridiculous. I know. And at my shows, I have the every now and then the strange one I just had at my Syracuse show. There was this older man and in the middle of the show. Oh, you just started with older man. I'm like, oh, here we go. He came up to me and hugged me. But he had a hard time moving, so the hug was about a minute long. <laughs> he almost knocked my hat off, too. I was wearing, like, a nice little, like, not cowboy hat, but a little black yeah. hat. And the hat was coming off. I was like, oh, goodness. And it was all on live stream. So oh. everyone got to see that. Everyone got to see that. It's, but, so, it's so easy to just not be creepy. Like, guys, if you're going to go to a girl's show, like, just, just don't be weird. Yeah, it's definitely, I would say every show I have a different story. So get off my stage. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, listen, Sierra Levesque, her debut single, Get Off My Stage, available now wherever you get your music. Go and check her out on social media and catch a show. You know, go support some upcoming local talents. It's good Thank times, you. man. For sure. Thank you so much and really appreciate you having me on. Hopefully everyone will be able to listen to the song. And if you're in the area, come on out to the Get Off My Stage mini tour. An all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream.